Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. We left off our last podcast with the first half of the Super Bowl VI between the Dallas Cowboys and the Miami Dolphins. So we will now go over the second half. Uh, The second half was not what you would call a very exciting half of football. The Dolphins were only down 10-3 at halftime, even though they had been uh, pretty well dominated uh, statistically. But there was still a chance they could come back because they were only down by a touchdown. So, uh, Dallas received the second half kickoff and quickly went to work. Two runs and a pass to Calvin Hill gave them a first down at the 47-yard line. Dwayne Thomas ran for eight and then for 20 yards. Thomas now had 76 yards on just 11 carries. A reverse to Bob Hayes gained another 16 yards. And two plays later, Thomas scored the Cowboys' second touchdown. That made the score 17-3. My brother and I finally relaxed. A good kickoff return by the speedy Eugene Mercury Morris gave the Dolphins good field position at the 37-yard line. But the doomsday defense, led by 11-year veteran Bob Lilly, shut the Dolphins down again, and they were forced to punt. The Cowboys took over at their 26-yard line, Two runs and a pass to Walt Garrison gave them a first down, but Thomas lost five yards on the next play. That play was followed by a delay of game penalty, which made it second and 20. A three-yard scramble by Staubach was followed by an incomplete pass. Dallas was forced to punt. Miami again had good field position at its own 42, but after three straight incompletions, Dallas had the ball again. But the Cowboys also went three and out. Miami took over on their 28. Two runs gained eight yards as the third quarter ended. By the end of the third quarter, the Cowboys had outgained the Dolphins in total yardage 277 to 117 and in first downs 18 to 5 but Miami was still only down by two touchdowns with possession of the ball and a full quarter to play the last stanza began with a pass to Warfield giving Miami first down and more importantly some hope but that hope would be quickly dashed. On third and four, linebacker Chuck Howley intercepted a Bob Greasy pass at midfield. 
Howley ran it to the Miami 10-yard line before losing his balance and stumbling to the ground. It mattered little that he didn't score because three plays later, Staubach found tight end Mike Gitka all alone in the end zone. That made it 24-3, and the game was all but over. Miami took possession at their 22. A screen pass to Larry Zonka gained 16. Then a pass to tight end Mar Fleming gained 27. Zonka ran for six yards, and that was followed by a deflected pass. On third and four, Greasy again connected with Mar Fleming to the 16-yard line. It was clear now that time was running out on the Dolphin season. They at least hoped to score a touchdown to make the final score respectable. But once again, hopes were dashed. Miami fumbled the ball on the very next play. Two runs by Dwayne Thomas gained five yards. On third and five, Starback connected with Mike Ditka, which put the ball near midfield. At that point, Thomas ran for seven, Garrison ran for 18, and Starback scrambled for five. The next two plays gained only four yards, which gave Dallas a fourth and one. The field goal unit then came out, but it was a fake. Holder Dan Reeves ran for seven yards and a first down. Calvin Hill lost four on the next play, but a reverse play to Mike Ditka on the very next play brought the ball down to the one-yard line. If not for a Calvin Hill fumble on the next play, the final would have been 31-3. But it didn't matter. There were only two minutes to play. Miami ran four plays, and Super Bowl VI was over. It wasn't a very exciting game for the average football fan, but for Cowboys fans like my brother and me, it was our long-awaited victory. We celebrated all night long, and unlike most Monday mornings, going to school wasn't so hard. We couldn't wait to brag about our Cowboys. My brother and I didn't know it at the time, but this Super Bowl would have more future Hall of Fame players than any other Super Bowl before or since. And one player on the field that day had already been enshrined in Canada. Ernie Stotner was the Cowboys defensive line coach. He was inducted in 1969 for his great NFL career as a defensive tackle. For reference, Cowboys head coach Tom Landry would be inducted in 1990 and President Tex Schramm was enshrined the following year. Dolphins head coach Don Shula would be inducted in 1997. Cowboys executive Gil Brandt would be inducted in 2019. As for the players, here's the list of enshrined players with the year they entered the Hall of Fame. Offensive tackle Forrest Gregg, a backup player in the game, was inducted in 1977. Receiver Lance Ulrich, 1978. Cornerback Herb Adderley and defensive tackle Bob Lilly, both in 1980. Receiver Paul, Paul Warfield, 1983. 
quarterback Roger Staubach, 1985, fullback Larry Zonka, and center Jim Langer, also a backup player in this game, both 1987, tight end Mike Ditka, 1988, quarterback Bob Greasy, 1990, guard Larry Little, 1993, defensive back Mel Renfro, 1996, middle linebacker Nick Bonacani, 2001, offensive tackle Ray Field Wright, 2006, wide receiver Bob Hayes, 2009, and finally, safety, Cliff Harris, 2020. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. At the Sports History Network, we're all about sports yesteryear, and so we're so pleased to introduce you to Row One, an online memorabilia gallery and shop that brings your sports history to life anywhere. The Row One gallery includes over 5,200 gorgeously reproduced prints of team posters, game program covers, game tickets, advertisements, and more in baseball, pro and college football, pro and college basketball, and more. And any gallery item may be printed in a variety of sizes on wood, metal, canvas, acrylic, or poster paper. And in Row One Shop, check out the thousands more of unique items with a retro and historical designs dating back to 1876 including t-shirts long sleeve shirts phone cases mugs blankets pillows towels and even shower curtains go to sportshistorynetwork.com row number one for access to the full row one catalog and for gallery prints and gift items plus get a 15 percent discount off all prints on the row one pictorum gallery with coupon code shn15 follow the link on the show notes Hey there, Sports History fan. This is Arnie Chapman, a.k.a. the Football History Dude, and I wanted to thank you for stopping by to listen to another episode here on the Sports History Network. Our podcasters are passionate about uncovering and sharing sports stories from yesteryear. And if you didn't know it already, we have over 30 shows across the network covering all sorts of sports history topics. In fact, here's a glimpse into one of our awesome podcasts here on the network. Hello, football friends. This is Darren Hayes of the Pigskin Dispatch Podcast, and I'd like to invite you to the portal of positive football history, Pigskin Dispatch and pigskindispatch.com. We talk about everything that centers around the game of American football, expert discussions, the origins of the games, the great players, teams, and coaches, and more, and some great guests and insights from experts. We have new episodes three to four times a week, and you can find us on sportshistorynetwork.com, pigskindispatch.com, or your favorite podcast provider. How about that? I bet you're super hyped to go listen to that new podcast, right? Well, to learn about this show and all the other podcasts on the network, head over to sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Again, that's sportshistorynetwork.com forward slash podcast. Head over there today to find your next favorite sports history podcast.